3: Uh, if you're going to find yourself in Irvine, California, I'll be performing at the Irvine Improv Friday, November 15, and Saturday, November 16. And then also, uh, I'm coming to Tacoma, Washington. I'll be down there at the Tacoma Comedy Club uh, December 12, 13, 14. Uh, so come on out for one of those. Uh, you can go to the respective websites or id 10 tour, or just go to id10t.com in general, or follow us on Instagram, because now everyone's a pitch person. I, I got a pitch. I need your follows and your likes. some am pitching. Um, but, uh, yes, I'm sorry that I got to pitch at you like that. Believe me, it feels weird to me to do it. Uh, but you're very kind and patient. But let's talk about other people and what they're doing right now. Uh, this is the ID10T Community Corkboard. Events at ID10T.com. Like Justin who writes... I recently came up with an idea to interview each one of my Facebook friends for a podcast to find out more about them. Since most Facebook friends are just high school friends and former co-workers, you don't really know anything about what ends up happening is a raw in-depth conversation uh, that covers, you know, addiction and relationships and depression and so much. So everyone has such an interesting story and I've been so amazed at what that story is. It's allowed me to be more open about my own family issues and struggles with addiction has become the most humbling and positive experience of my life. The podcast is called Fr- friend request with Justin Lamb. It's available on whatever podcast service you subscribe to, Apple Stitcher, Google Play, etc. I'm confident that we'll help people hear other people just like themselves going through some of the same issues. I love this idea for a podcast. What a great hook because it also challenges the idea that are, are your friends... Actually, your friends online, do you actually know them? Even though you've friended someone, do you actually know them? And so, Justin, this is a brilliant idea, and I applaud you. And also, hopefully, it'll inspire other people that just go out and fucking talk to people that maybe you don't know, that maybe you want to get to know better, you know? Like, it's—you're talking about— creating the human connection behind this kind of flimsy digital connection that uh, we sometimes lean on too heavily. So great job, Justin. Events at id 10 for all of your events out there. This episode is Jimmy Eat World. Uh, that is a they, they. are a band that I like a lot, and uh, I was very excited that they wanted to come on the podcast. They have a new album called Surviving. It is out October eighteenth. They have a tour coming up. Dates and tickets are at JimmyEatWorld dot com. And we haven't done one of these in a long time. This was a musical episode, so we got to record over at Sir Studios in Hollywood, who are great, and we've uh, done a lot of our uh, musical podcasts there. So you know, we talk for like an hour or so, and then they do two songs. They do a new song from the new album, and then they do an old song, and uh, and they were just damn delightful. The Jimmy, the Jimmy Eat World boys, um, and it is you can understand how they've been together so long, why they put out, uh, why why they've been able to put out uh, so much material, and still seem to enjoy working together. Keeping a band together is a tough thing to do. And uh, I applaud anyone who can do it for, you know, almost 30 years as they have. And so they were an utter delight. And, uh, and it was really fun to just watch the songs live. That's part of why I do these musical episodes, too, is so I can trick bands into giving, giving me a private concert. So thank you, Jimmy Eat World, for taking the bait. Mwah! Here's the Eddie Tenty podcast number 1024. Roll the thing.
5: Your, your your vintage story uh, kind of made me think of a, Check, one, a guitar two, shop in Tucson two, called three. Rainbow Guitar. Yes. Yeah. Are we recording this, Katie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. And okay. Uh, uh, the guy who runs it is a guy named Harvey, and he he's awesome. Like we, we made our album Futures at his home studio. Oh wow! Pretty much, like it's in the foothills of Tucson. Yeah, in yeah, the foothills of Tucson, just beautiful. Like he's got his place is just. Um, you know, it's like anything you could pretty much ever want, like he has, and it works. And it's it, it, like you go to his his store, at Rainbow, and like anything there is, like you pick it up and it's set up and it's in tune. Oh, that's you know? great! So it's like everything. <laughs> it makes such a. You're, I mean, I bring this up because you were telling the story about the shop you go to. Yeah, where you, Imperial where you, Vintage. Yeah, where you spend too much money because like everything sounds good. Like it makes such a huge huge difference when you pick up something and it sounds good. Like it's it's like it's like. Just encouragement to to get through the awkward phase of fretting notes or yeah. like or like any or like you know anything the aha moment if you can enhance that somehow it 's like it 's so much easier to stick with it and so much easier to progress
3: yeah and that's i mean it, and it sounds like this place rainbow is the same, and imperial vintage is sort of. Like, we all know what the agreement is. You take a guitar and to get fixed, they have all these great vintage guitars on the wall and you leave with a fucking vintage guitar. (laughs) You know, like, oh, I wasn't planning on buying a 1958 Martin guitar, but it sounds so good. And I never, until I started playing this year, I never really understood, like, why does someone need so many different guitars? And then now I understand, like, because they all got their own little personalities and they all sound good in different ways. And to find a place that knows how to curate really amazing guitars as they do, and it sounds like rainbow. But Tucson is – my ex-girlfriend was from Tucson, so for like seven New Year's in a row we went to Tucson. Oh, we no We stayed way. at Lowe's Ventana Canyon, nice. and in Tucson has that light ordinance, and yeah. so you can see a million stars, and all the buildings can only use like three paint colors, so everything folds into the desert. And they have the Desert Museum, which is this amazing indigenous – wildlife uh, uh kind of a zoo but it's it's kind of carved into the desert tucson is just like it's so mom and pop i i love it
5: yeah there's a good uh art kind of community down there too that's uh you know it's 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 smaller but it's 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 extremely vibrant can we talk so you're from mesa yeah we, we grew up in in mesa which is An eastern suburb of Phoenix. Yes. On the eastern part of the greater metropolis
2: that is Phoenix. Which is, I mean, like when we were growing up, didn't feel like it had an awesome, vibrant, arty vibe. (laughs) No, I was talking about Tucson. I I know, that's what I mean, Like in comparison to Tucson. But, I mean, it's, um, you know, but I think, especially for us growing up, like starting a band, there wasn't like a lot of kids doing bands or music or didn't seem like that was really a big thing but you know um but i think like just in touring around and noticing this everywhere like there's never been a better time to be like a traveling musician all the cities are getting better and have more stuff going on yeah and that's probably the, and the same thing with mesa like it's like you can go there now they have this awesome mesa art center so you know they they do some they're 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 working it out Kids have skate parks now. <laughs>
5: yeah, lots lots of stuff turned into skate
3: parks. Yeah,
2: yeah. when we were when we were
5: starting uh, when we were growing up and starting a band, it wasn't cool to be in bands. There weren't shows on Disney dedicated to high schools that have bands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you were, we were like genuine outsiders. Like,
3: <laughs> yeah, I think the last, yeah, well, in, especially because in, I think you guys formed around '93. Uh, before that, it was really just well. There's the monkeys. And then there's the Partridge family. you know. It's like there wasn't really a lot, of, uh, a lot of that. Now everyone does everything. Is that air conditioner killing you? No, I can't really hear it. You can't hear it. Okay. Does it bother you guys? No, 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 no. I'm fine. You know what we should probably do is everyone should sound off their names so people at least get a sense of who's talking when people are talking. Yeah,
5: sure. This is Jim. This Hi. is Zach. Hello, I'm Rick. And I'm Tom.
3: And uh, together, they are Jimmy Eat World. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Arizona has such an amazing... uh, I I mean, I really get... With the exception of the oppressive heat for a good chunk of the year, I really understand why people would go live there. I understand why that desert environment is so inspiring. Why it... it, it, I don't know. It's Not not to get all weird about it, but you do feel super connected to the earth when you're there in, in some way.
1: It's
5: pretty cool. I mean, you can do all sorts of... Even when the heat gets pretty... Gnarly, gnarly, like, in the, like, July, August time. I mean, you can do day trips all around the state, and it's beautiful. And, like, northern Arizona is Oh, you're going to in- the high incredible. desert.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Flagstaff.
5: Yeah. And when the weather's halfway decent, like, there's so much urban hiking within driving. Like, 20 minutes from anywhere in town is just amazing, like, yeah, the, hiking. The lakes, too. Yeah, there's just lakes. The lake and- I mean, I got to say the – and
3: just shout out to Arizona. I'm going to say – and I don't want to upset the other 49. Maybe the coolest flag, the Arizona flag, is yeah, real cool. cool. That star
5: with all those colors, it's, it's a good a very flag, Arizona. Very good I get flag. it. Yes. We, uh, we co-opt it often for band merchandise.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that makes that's fair. A t-shirt. That's
4: totally fair. Sure. Yeah.
5: Why
3: not? But so you start in Mesa, Arizona, which is a suburb of Phoenix, and you say there's no one else that's kind of doing music at that time. And you're also starting at a very good time because music itself is going through a tectonic shift we're moving from the hair bands to just like the kind of pared down rock bands and so 93 is a good year to start and that's just how old are you guys at this point um, 17 18 17
5: 18 yeah yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Jim, jim and i are the younger ones and rick and tom are a little bit older they're they were like a year ahead of us in school right so yeah, but like I think they were eighteen. Jim and I were seventeen. And this is back when you had to like make a tape.
5: You had to make a tape and yep. send out yep. a
3: physical tape to people. Yeah, it was stuff a, them in an
5: envelope and write a letter. What everybody did was somehow you were able to weasel recording time with either somebody that was yeah. someone that had a studio somewhere needed to owed someone you were related to a favor, so you got studio time. You cut a demo. You cut like. As many songs as you could from 7 until 3 a.m., then you'd take your master and you'd go to, like, Price Club and buy a whole bunch of blank cassettes. <laughs> then you'd go to Kinko's and you'd make a whole bunch of, of, of jacket covers, and then you'd, you'd press them up and you'd play a punk rock show and try to sell them for two bucks each.
3: Now hipsters just do it because it seems like a cool thing to do to do all that extra work
5: yeah no it's still i mean it's still pretty cool, like when it comes down to it you 're either going to do nothing or you 're going to do something so what do you what do you have at your disposal to do like um I just mean the cassette tape of it all
3: it's yeah. surprising to me that cassette tapes have had a resurgence because I never associated cassette tapes with great sound. With I just always thought of like well they 're going to degrade every time you play them and then at a certain point they 're going to melt in your car yeah. or they're going to get unspooled or you 're going to step on it, and then it 's not good anymore.
6: Yeah,
2: and I it's not did, easy yeah. finding like a solid cassette deck
3: <laughs> anymore. Probably right. I bet somebody's making them. I'm oh, sure. Some, I'm sure Urban Outfitters has some like two hundred dollar cassette tape player. <laughs> like what the
5: fuck, dude? We're making our new album on cassette. That's a great like, there's idea. Still, there's wow. still there's still people that there's still people that really dig it. So we're gonna make it on cassette.
3: Well, it you know I don't know. But also when you when you first started out, you know, you thought and obviously surviving seems to have a theme which I definitely want to talk about because I saw some of the couple of the statements that revolved around the songs and I was so moved and blown away by it I don't know it just elevated everything because the songs are really fun and they're great and that but then you sort of hear like oh but there's this whole layer of substance that supports it and that's my absolute favorite, favorite, favorite thing in the world, because I know it meant something to you guys. And also it feels like, Hey, now, you know, now, now that we're mature gentlemen, you know, there's, there's something very, um, I don't know. Stoic is something that I, stoicism is something I talk about a lot about on the podcast. So if you want to, di- we can dive into that stuff now, if you want, or we can ease into it a little more. How you feeling?
5: Um, whatever, man,
3: Like are in your hands. This, yes. Uh, I just Her life is in your hands. <laughs> life is in your hands, dude. <laughs> but it, because you guys have been a band now for 2 uh Ooh, wow, 26 years. Is that right? 26 years. this uh, oh, is yeah.
5: this is the 25th year. We're
2: we're within the 25th year. So oh my God. we would be we would be getting cuz we started playing together in my my parents' garage like toward the end of 93. Okay. So we're sort of like nearing that time yeah. when we were starting. So yeah, almost 26 years. I
3: mean, it's almost, it's almost, the band is almost having, it's like, you know, like the way that people do, are you having that 25-year-old existential, like, I'm oh, 25, what's all this shit mean? You know, <laughs> is that, is that sort of, you feel
5: like, no, <laughs> what's happening a little bit? What I, I don't think do? so. I mean, it, it, I, I feel like I approach this not all that differently on a fundamental level from where, when we started. Right. You know, that like, this is... Uh, it's just fun You have to It has to be fun and challenging You know, first After that, it's like There's so much that's not up to you Right And, and you will be disappointed if you're chasing those things that aren't up to you So mm-hmm. it's like This is what we can do I mean, I don't know I, I always felt like That, that you know, me and and, and and probably everybody else Would be involved in music in some way and you know for the rest of our lives really but um you know the idea the idea of us being a band a rock band 25 years later is definitely not like <laughs> any anything we contemplated
3: no but it but the ability to you know starting things is fun starting yeah. things is really fun maintaining things is not always fun you know like and that's where a lot of people fall out especially to keep a band together for 25 years when you all have to rely on one another or you kind of can't do your thing in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. You all really rely on each other. And so, how you know, how how are you... I mean, it is in a way like a this marriage that you have to all... Even if you don't all agree, you kind of have to grow in the same direction over time or at least agree on potentially the neighborhood of where you're going.
5: Yeah. I think... I mean it's 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 definitely something that we get asked more more often now the older we keep the, the older we get that we keep doing this the more surprising it is for a lot of people. And I know I know it's it's kind of rare that you'd have the same people for so long doing something as wacky as playing in a rock band. Um, but I don't know. I think we I think we've done a good job about learning along the way and kind of uh, Utilizing what we what we have learned, like uh, like when you work with outside, like when you work with like an outside producer or something, as an example, like they're going to come to the table with an idea you might not agree with. Um, You might just instinctively think that it's a bad idea, Mm -hmm. but you can look. uh, You know, there's no way in hell you're actually going to do what they say, but (laughs) but you can you can. uh, um, But what's behind that? You know, why are they saying this suggestion? Like, does it mean that this part of this, this certain part of the song they're talking about, isn't, it's not, it's not uh, you know, effective enough for what it's for what it should be doing? Like, maybe their idea was wrong, but how can you, how would you, how would you do their idea? Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, you learn that, um, and then that's a lot of that's that's a lot uh, that's that's pretty similar to our inner group dynamic. Like, somebody might have a suggestion that. You might not agree with it first, but um, you always go down the road of exploring that, because usually what happens is you end up discovering something that none of you had in mind that's actually way better. Right. So it's that you know you got to be willing. I guess we I guess we're all just really willing to to um, you know go down that road of discovery,
2: even if it doesn't end up being your idea. That you end up with. Well, just to add real quick, like, and I think that process, the sort of the idea of it it being fun and the idea of being willing to learn, like, always kind of kept, like, when things did get, like, bad, like, when we got dropped or we always sort of looked at it as like, oh, well, like, instead of looking at it as a, you know, a negative thing, I think we were still having too much fun to say, well, we could quit now and just, you know, Every, like the universe is sort of telling us to quit. We're getting dropped, and like things aren't going well. But like, or or we can sort of realize that this is still more fun than whatever else we'd be doing. So like, right, yeah. Let's so and I think we that always kind of kept us going is like, you know, the other side of the coin of of letting things get to you and turmoil and fighting and ending the band or whatever, however it would end. Like we always sort of thought, well, this is still fun. We still get along. Let's just keep going yeah because
3: it definitely see it, it doesn't seem like you're playing to you're still playing because it's like you you have to do this and it's it just seems like oh you like doing it and it's fun, so why wouldn't you do more of the thing that's fun yeah I don't get it I don't get why people
5: like just stop i mean maybe um and it's usually after a a major label, like they get dropped from the label they'll just quit they'll yeah, all break up I think, up, after I think that, it depends like, on your expectations yeah. like if you expect to. Um, create something you're proud of. Like you can do this forever, right? If if you're willing to draw the line there, you right? Know? But if if you're if you're expecting, you know, to to move to Beverly Hills or something after your first single drops and everyone thinks you're the greatest, like uh, uh, you're going to be disappointed. Also, I don't think that's the best. I mean, I I think in most cases that
3: is a really more of a curse than it is a blessing. I don't think. I don't think anyone really should knock it so far out of, par- out of the park on the first try because because oh, if you do, then it's like you're always going to be held to that first thing, and also you didn't really learn. You kind of there was a little bit of luck involved too, and then if you don't match that level every time, it's going to fuck with your head, mm. and you don't have enough experience to know like what's real, what's not real, yeah. and so it. I would, I would say, you probably really don't want to knock it out of the park until like your third yeah, or fourth. Like you've got some stuff because then people can go back and discover like, oh, this thing that we overlooked yeah. before was actually like a like
5: a really cool thing. We were really fortunate that that our first thing we did didn't blow up. <laughs> that we no, we it was it's invaluable the time we had to actually develop and learn how to be a band. On the road, uh, yeah,
4: uh, yeah. Right next to each other in a van. Make
5: make know? connections with other with other bands and
2: just kind of. Static Prevails sold twelve thousand copies. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, like <laughs> twelve thousand. What out of those? copies. I know. You know, that's actually a
3: huge hit now in today's. Uh... Yeah. If that's a fun, right? full circle. If you're selling twelve thousand physical units, and yeah, yeah, you're, then, you're crushing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Because now, like, you know, if you had a YouTube channel and you sold
5: twelve thousand albums on your YouTube channel, you'd
3: actually be like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. that's that's, that's, that's kind of what you would need.
5: You so. have agents speeding down your door for that.
3: Yeah, twelve thousand. This guy. Yeah. You know, I think that's. that's got I think ah, that's gold now, isn't it? I think probably. ten thousand. But at the time, was it? Did you feel like, well, we just have this momentum. It doesn't matter how many this sells. We're just going to keep going, and and we learned. Well, we were like, we
5: were like twenty. We didn't care.
0: <laughs>
4: we, were, we were on tour, tour was dude, seeing the country. <laughs> like, wasn't like, that around the time when the yeah. Germans, when we started shipping over stuff? For the yeah.
5: Germans, see, I never, too. I never felt like there was any kind of down period. Like all the, all, all what. On paper, when you hear about what our career has been like, like, um, you know, going through a bunch of labels and, um, you know, getting dropped from capital, it sounds like it'd be a bad, like, how how they recover from this. But, I mean, from from my perspective, things were just kind of progressing the entire time. Like, we would get a... We'd come back to a city, there'd be more people, or we'd have, like, a better support slot for somebody else bigger. Or we'd be plotting how to get to Europe... Mm -hmm. You know,
2: because, like... But a lot of that is because, you know, I mean, I I agree with you. That's sort of how I felt, too. But when you look back, like, you know, when we we got dropped from Capital and then we made Bleed American with our own money, and luckily Mark Trombino, who produced that record, just basically said, I'll work for free until we figure it out later and then we'll, you know, you can pay me later. You know, and he worked his ass off on that album, you know. And so... Like, that was kind of lucky. And the fact that, like, I could easily see a world where Bleed American didn't get, you know, and it didn't have the success it had. And we're like, okay, well, you know. And and, and then maybe we pack it in because we got to, like, finish college or we have kids or whatever. And, like, a lot of bands that w- we're really good friends with that were amazing bands that were, you know, in some cases more talented and more hardworking than we did. They just, like, life kind of like, okay, yeah. well, i got to get a degree. i got to, like, make it. I got to sort it out.
5: It's entirely possible this could be the comeback interview instead of <laughs> instead of the "we're still here" interview. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This could be in the reunion interview instead of the one it is right now. Yeah. Well,
3: no, because I, I honestly think that you, uh, you know, uh, uh, if you're in it for the long, if you're in it for the long game, anything is going to have ebbs and flows, and then there's yeah. going to be, and it uh, also the more of a body of work you, because by the time Bleed American came out, I think you'd been a band for, like, seven or eight years by that point, you know? Yeah. And so it, how many bands would have quit it? Four years, you know? Like, four years is a long time, you know? When you're young, it's long now. It's, like, feels like six months. But but at the time, you know, and it was, being able to have that perspective of, like, oh, we're just evolving and we're progressing, and... That's the part, you know, like, that's the nugget for me that's a takeaway that's so valuable for anyone who's doing anything creative or or even not. But the idea that your perspective on it could have been, what the fuck? This fucking sucks. Fuck all these people. I don't yeah. give a shit. I don't want to do this anymore. This, this sucks. You know, and one of the statements that you made about one of the tracks on the album was about kind of like really the letting go of the ego stuff and – and if you can do that, and if you have this kind of perspective that you have, then you're always, like, I don't know how much more success anyone could ever have than that, you know? It's, like, mm. happiness and joy with what you're doing and being able to do what you love, like, it doesn't, all the metrics yeah. around that don't matter. You are doing great things sure. because you love them.
5: Why do you, yeah. why do you, why do you need success? Like, what's, what, what are you actually satisfying
3: or material like what, success, anyway.
5: What? Yeah. What's the hole you're trying to fill with external validation? Right. You know, it's like, okay, so now, now you're a big success. Are you done? Right. Like, really, you're done now. Like, you've. That's it. I'm done. Like, I guess that what, was the thing. What's next? Oh, that was the thing. Yeah. ooh, I feel uh, kind of empty still. <laughs> you know, like what's. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder how many people get, I
3: wonder how many people get like horrible depression after their first like major success when they're like, "Oh, that was a weird, fleeting moment. How do I what do, how uh, what happens now? I didn't really think this far ahead. you you know when you're when you're young and you're envisioning like, then you're going to get this, and then we're going to have like platinum record, and then and you're like, "Then what? I don't and know man, then? then it's just all, then it's all what? Yeah, <laughs> you know? right
6: like. You still and, have to live and, with
3: yourself,
2: and a lot of people. I, I mean, I think this is pretty common. But even people who have that level of success, or you know that you know that thing you think of—if I just can accomplish this, then I'll be satisfied, right? And then when you actually accomplish it, or you 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 know go way further than you could ever imagine, and then you're left with that feeling of like, okay, well, I don't really feel that much different. I don't feel like you know, like as a just as a human being, you don't feel like, oh, I'm this. Right. I've I've done it. You know. You still feel like, oh man. Like, you know. know, There's that. There's like that kind of wait. I'm supposed to be happier, but I'm not. And (laughs) and 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 I I, think I made this deal with myself in my head.
3: It all made so much sense.
2: Yeah. I I think that we I I for whatever reason I think our all of our personalities, even when things were going well, like even you know when when. Like the middle was being played like crazy, and 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 we actually started make, having commercial success. Like it was like, we didn't really we noticed some things about it, but we didn't really, the like we didn't really like when it was all over. Like when Bleed American, the touring cycle was over. it was like, huh, you know, like that, that <laughs> was that. well, that happened. Yeah, that was <laughs> cool. And then and then I and then as you get older and you look back and you see other bands, like going through a similar kind of success where they they sort of break out with some big song or a handful of songs. And I, I just asked myself, well, I wonder if they're like as clueless as we were when we were doing it and like not appreciating it or not really being in the moment. I'm and sure the, most people are. Like, no one has any fucking idea about anything. I mean, you know, like,
3: anyone who pretends that they know, like, you, the only way you find out is through experience. Like, but no one can tell you that. No. But I
2: think, actually, it's a good thing that we were like that, because I think, you know, that's the thing we're talking about, is, like, when you when you do kind of start, oh, we're, we're, we're you know, like, when we were at Capitol, we'd walk around the building at Capitol and Capitol meet people, and, like, no one knew who we were, because we really, (laughs) we were so young, and, like, we didn't make them any money, and it was, like, our A&R guy knew who, and, and like, his secretary... The 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 college department knew who we were. Those guys, (laughs) everyone there was cool. But it was, like, when we go to the label, it was, like, David Spade, like, and you are, and, you know, you're here to see, you know, and, and so, like, you know, when you get to the point where you, you know, we were at a label that actually, um... You know, like where we did well for them and they were stoked that we were on the label and it was like a good relationship. You know, I mean, it's just it, I think that um, we we just through the whole thing, I felt like for whatever reason, I think maybe due to our cluelessness a little bit, just or our young, our immaturity. But we kind of just sort of glided through that time and didn't and didn't really, you know, Jim didn't become like, you know, flat ironing his hair and and doing all these weird new things that front guys like to do. We so.
6: Supported you though. I, so,
2: <laughs> I mean, that's be, why be, this is the glue that yeah. has held
6: this group together for 25 years. So
2: i would be kind of weird if I
5: started doing that now, right? Like, <laughs> I've <It's like, I laughs> missed my flat ironing window. You need to come in, <laughs> my guitar hero hair in those tomorrow,
3: Those man. jeans that are basically just leggings, and yeah, you, you know, know. know, but it but it's like I can I can see all your faces. You, the natural state of your faces seems to be smile like you have happy faces. Like that's a big deal. You know what I mean? Because, you know, the the older you get, you know, who was it? Was it Oscar Wilde that I think that said, you know, at twenty you get the face you're born with and at fifty you get the face you deserve? <laughs> so you know, if you're just like scowling all the time, you can uh, tell. You can look around and yeah, tell, yeah. like, yeah, dude's it's got some shit going on.
6: But you guys all seem so
3: happy, you know, and, and it I don't know you know, what more you could possibly ever want, so why not just have fun doing what you like doing?
5: Right. Like, if if we weren't enjoying this, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. Like, why would we be why here? Like, what do you, <laughs> you know? Like, I, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't enjoy this, but if we didn't, like, I, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, and also, like, in the, in the path to, even in the
3: path to achieving whatever it is that you think you want, people can get so voraciously ambitious. And ambition is good in moderation, but they can get so voraciously ambitious that when they do succeed, then they're fucking bitter. Because now it's just like, anyone who didn't suck my ass on the way up, look out, you know? Like, then they get resentful and angry, and it's like, well, then that's not, that's not fun either. So, I don't know. It, it just seems like whatever you've been doing, you've done, you've done right um and i i really think uh the 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 message and the sort of the thesis statement i mean w- w- did you just start writing the songs and then you realize like oh i guess this is what they're about or did you set out to sort of you know have this idea of you know letting the ego stuff go and kind of being in the moment and being who you are and accepting who you are
5: i think um you know how we write can be any number of things. Like, we don't have a set route that that, that an idea takes. Um, we do our best not to self-censor when we're working on something, try to see it to completion the best we can, and then, you know, later on we'll kind of assess if it's good enough to to be in contention for for, for an album, um, for an album song. Uh, I, I, and I think, like, the material on Surviving is just... You know, is this kind of a, is this sort of a, you know, a document of the this particular time, you know, and like these are the things there were, you know, I was thinking about, like since since our last record up until now, it's just kind of like, here's here's what's been going on lately, and it, it just you know it 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 is kind of cohesive. Like I think when when it's like three or four ideas get get sort of fleshed out, and you can kind of pick up. Um, you know, what, what you're trying to tell yourself, then it, it's, you You can lean into that and get, and get more material from, from that. Like there's other, uh, um, you know, there's, there's other, if you can see, if you can see the main, the main point that you're, that you're kind of getting at with everything, there's, there's, a, there's a, a million nuances to it, I think. Well, I hope, I hope that
3: when people listen to the album, they also read the lyrics because it really does add a whole other dimension. And it is kind of a personal diary, you know, at, at the same time. And I, I often wonder like, is the best approach, well, I'm just going to write this stuff for me. And if you want to, if that speaks to you in some way, if you want to join in, if that resonates with you, great. But you know, like this is just, you know, I'm kind of just exposing how I feel, you know, or Mm -hmm. what, what I'm going through at the moment. and, to me that has more of a, a ring of authenticity that I think people will pick up on, even if they don't read the lyrics, because something about it is more meaningful to all of you. And that, is, that will come across even subconsciously yeah. to the audience. I
5: think it might not be, it just, it's just about what you want to do, what you want to say, what you want to hear happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that has to be, that has to be for you. Um, Whether it's, like a need to communicate something or to make a statement or to just um you know whatever it is you're working on you have to you have to connect with it in some deeper way i think otherwise no one else is gonna you know it it's gonna be very hard for it to transcend beyond you you know like and i think people people pick up on that too if if um if you're trying to chase their approval of something it's oh, a, yeah. it's a huge turnoff like people people hear right through that you know like um i'm i don't have any illusions that what we i don't expect even the most hardcore jimmy eat world fan to like everything we do <laughs> i i you know like they're not they're right. just not but i think if we're proud of what we're putting out then i think the the right people will find it yeah, might not be everybody, but I think the right people will find it and you know, there's an opportunity to connect with with those people. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean,
3: I guess if you're gonna if something is gonna fall on its face, you'd rather have it be because you chose to do it and not because you uh, begrudgingly agreed to do something you didn't feel right about, you know?
5: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's kind of something you don't control. I mean, uh there's certainly ways to make yourself less accessible on purpose. Sure. But I don't think anyone really has the, the, uh, the magic formula for instant wide appeal. (laughs) Like, I mean, maybe Max Martin, but that's about it. Like the, you know, and if you're to, so it's, it's sort of pointless to chase that. Like, yeah, you gotta be smart about opportunities that come your way. But as far as like chasing someone's approval, like that's, that's not like who, if you start writing things for some imaginary other listener, like it's going to sound focus grouped, you know, sure. and that's going to be a turnoff. Like it's, yeah. what do you, where's yeah. that coming from? And why? I know.
3: And also it, it just, I, I just can't help but wonder, cause I feel like I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to know what you want. And so, and I genuinely feel like, everyone is smarter than i am and so when i get into a situation and someone goes you should really do this i go okay well i'm maybe you're right maybe i'm wrong i don't know when to i don't always know when to like dig my heels in and go no this i i know it has to be this way you know and i'll say to people that i work with like hey if you have an idea and you feel have a compelling reason i'm open let me know yeah. and I, maybe cuz maybe i don't maybe i don't know so how how do you know, like, when someone is saying, oh, you should do this, rather than just thinking about it, how do you know, like, well, yeah, no, I I really believe what I want to do is the right way to
2: go? I think it helps being in a band context, like, for, you know, like, if you're doing stand-up comedy or whatever project, like, from a solo perspective, it's harder because you, you don't really have that. You know, you might ha- you the might- audience tells you. Oh, the audience, yeah. But like- no, we did not enjoy that one. Oh, then by all means, continue to be yeah, silent. Yeah, no, that, that's true. <laughs> but like, you know, I think for so uh, like for us, when it comes to decisions on what to do or what not to do, or is this this, you know, because for us, it's 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 a, like if we put out music, you know, like we kind of have to commit to it, and it's something that if 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 you know, at the very least, um, there's a there's a partnership of sounding we could be a sounding board for each other like what works and what doesn't work Mm -hmm. but um, you know I think that uh, I think that and I I don't even know if that happens all that much because I think we all do like kind of agree and have a similar idea of what's what's good and what isn't good Mm -hmm. but like just having that you know oh hey you know if Jim shares with us an idea I'm like oh that's fucking awesome yeah you know sometimes you, you know you just need to hear that yeah, so that.
3: Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at home impression kit today for only
0: 1495 at byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's
3: B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's interesting to hear that because it it also, you essentially also become your like offstage support structure. At the same time. Sure, but You have yeah. to yeah. give a shit about each other, and you have to kind of want to be doing the same thing for that to really mm-hmm. work. So I think in a way, there is a stroke of luck. You're all lucky that you found each other all those years ago and just happened to have the right personalities that gelled together. I mean, listen, mm. artists, you know, musicians, performers, actors, whatever, It's it, it's a, it can be a complicated lot, you know? Mm. And so... There are so many things that get in the way. And I guess if you guys, do you you still have the sort of relationship with one another where you can say without fear of really putting someone off, oh, I don't, you may be off base about that. Can can you have constructive, critical conversations? Yeah. Like
5: like, intelligent discourse. Sure. I think there's a, a level of respect that that we have between each other um and plus like when when you're in a really heated kind of discussion about something creative i think i i wouldn't want to be working with people that didn't where we didn't have some heated discussions about creative things because that means you're in, you're working with people who are invested in the project you know mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it doesn't mean like it's not working it means yeah it's really working like everyone's fighting for the same thing mm-hmm. like you got to keep that in mind like you you might be in a in a in a large creative disagreement where um i mean it's it's rare but but if you you do find yourself in a um, an intense creative disagreement you got to just keep in mind that we're fighting for the same thing here mm-hmm. it's just you know we have different ideas about how to get there um but like i said earlier like if you're willing to see to let go of your idea and look for just what the best idea is what usually happens is something that was need that that was wasn't anyone's original idea that ends up being the thing that makes the the puzzle you're trying to solve work yeah i want to sort of go around the table and
3: find out everyone's uh approach to i i i i love to ask creative people like you know, like breaking through the wall, when you hit the wall and you're like, I have nothing left, I don't know what else to say, I'm never gonna have another good idea again, this is so hard. Because again, it's to to get struck by a lightning bolt of inspiration is great, but it doesn't happen all the time. It's like you gotta go in little bits, I think, and just keep working and working and working and working, and then those moments come. But when you sort of feel like you're empty. What does anyone have, like, what are all your tricks or what do you do? Do you pull away? Do you work harder? Do you change your, your scenery? What do you do? Let's start with you,
5: Jim. Oh, man. You could probably do another podcast just on this. Because <laughs> there's so many. Um... <sighs> well, I think in what we do, like, like musically, um, there's always, like, uh, if, if you're just hitting the wall, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things you can do. Um, and, and usually that's like starting something completely, completely different. Mm-hmm. If you're hitting the wall, it's usually because, um, you're, you're, you're kind of psyching yourself out on some level. Like you've start, you've, you've become invested and now you have expectations for yourself. Mm-hmm. So you can, um, get away from, if you can get away from that in in some like or or think of like a a ten, a tangential sort of way to work on what you're working on just as long as you sort of as you keep in motion i think you'll end up okay like uh uh you know so let's say you're working on a song and uh you have a a pretty good idea of kind of what's happening i mean i guess like but but you're stuck on you're stuck on a like a, a particular section of the song, working, or you're stuck on lyrics or something. There's a, some place that you're stuck. Yeah. Like, okay, well, who's talking? Like, what's their like? You know, take the like, what's their backstory? Like, who who is this? Who are they talking to? Where are they? What's it look like? So, just start asking are, questions. Yeah, you start asking questions. Like, I think you, um, you know, you ask you ask questions, you get answers, you get you ask more questions out of that. It doesn't really matter where you're going with this is just as long as you keep moving. And then after a while you end up with this giant tree of, of information about what you're thinking about, you know, and you can kind of, uh, maybe, maybe it helps to kind of pick a route on how to fall down the tree <laughs> to get out of the situation you're in or, or you just pick up like, I mean, I think that's why every time you get a new like effect pedal, you end up writing a song. Cause it's just sort of, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, there's no pressure. It's like, like, there's no expectation. It's just like, I did this and it sounds weird. Okay, I'm going to do it again. Oh, that sounds cool. Oh, this is a good idea for a song. Um, you, just, you just, yeah, you just, you just move to something different and keep working. So, just, so some new stimuli. Yeah. To basically. Yeah, so just stay, stay creative, but just do something that, that, that doesn't have any expectations at all. Just for you. Yeah yeah what you about get, you? you? you get a win and then it's easy to have momentum
2: yeah b- yeah
3: exactly exactly and then you're more inspired and then those mm-hmm. the those things start firing what do
2: you do i I think that the the stepping away is good too, like I think just not doing <laughs> not doing anything and just sort of you know you might just be like just exhausted or creatively tired or whatever like um i we took i think one of the best things we ever did was uh, I think it was 2015 like we took we were writing songs for a record and it just didn't seem like it was going great and you know we were like pushing and pushing and trying harder and harder and then Jim was just like well hey what about what if we just like stop doing this and take some time off you know and it ended up being yeah it ended up being one of the best decisions we ever made because I think we came back from that break like Fucking ready to go, yeah. You yeah. know, And it was like you almost kind of had to. Just, and I think sometimes when you take that step back, you start to realize some things that, like, why, why, like you start asking yourself more, kind of general questions, like, well, you, you a, you, you, I think investigate. Well, why do I do this, or what do I miss about not doing it? And then that fuels you to like um, appreciate it more, and then go back into it with a little bit more. You know, you're 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 more clear headed, I mm-hmm. think. And then the other thing I would recommend is oblique strategies. Do you know what yeah. that is? <laughs> no. So uh, is it Brian Eno and his, is like his him and his buddy
5: did it? Yeah, they were just trading like prompts. So for, it's like for for, for uh, like I think I think the other
2: friend he was working with was like a visual artist. Yeah, it's like a deck of cards. So if you're like man. I'm stuck. You just like take a card out of the deck and it says something, and it's, it's like
6: two or three it's, words. It's it, like, uh, you know, yes, it
2: could be anything. It'd consider be like,
6: the frame.
2: Yeah, like just and like you sort, is sort more,
3: of reflect on yeah. that. Or yeah, you, and it's
2: just like your thing for the day. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on that for whatever or I'm
3: just doing. Just keep today. it in mind. That's like, really cool. Know, yeah, that's really cool because ultimately, any art is the re-expression of something, and so maybe it's like, you know if a hay baler isn't spitting out hay, maybe you just need to put fucking hay in it, you know? Like, that's such a great... You know, my wife and I were driving up the central coast of California, and she just got... That's his idea to, like, let's just come up with movie ideas. I'm like, I don't... We're driving. We're in the middle of nowhere. And she goes, okay, uh, that creepy farmhouse over here, go. Just start talking about it. I'm like, I don't know. There's uh, these uh, space lobsters come. And then she's like, yeah, yeah. And then we're just, like, free associating. And then after a few minutes, it's like oh, actually, this was really fun and creative, and I wouldn't have Mm. thought to do this before. Mm. And even if we're not going to use, like, Space Lobster's Attack a Farm, it... Who knows what that has seeded
5: for something sure. later I know, on? I know, man. Now that the Sharknado franchise is kind of <laughs> over, I think Shark lo- <laughs> Space uh, Space Lobster... Lobsters Space
3: Lobster's Attack a Farm. Space Lobster! <laughs> down! and we get Fred Schneider, we yeah, get the B-2s to re- just record an updated version of Rock Lobster. Yeah. So Stepping
6: Away was your idea yeah, so as well. Away. So uh, an example would be uh, in recording of this album, Surviving, uh, there was a moment where there's just like this little tiny bass movement and... Uh, after about twenty attempts, it wasn't happening, and then it was like, okay, now let's just uh, let's let's step away, and we did. And we called it a night. It was getting late, and uh, came back in the morning, and and over the night, uh, and in particular, just went to sleep. Woke up the next morning. I I purposely didn't think about it. I consciously didn't focus on it because that's what was happening. I was focusing too much on it, so clear your mind, go for a walk, see some birds in flight, maybe some flowing water, and uh, came in, first go. Done. That's fantastic. Done. I thought
2: you were going to say smoke marijuana. <laughs> well,
6: it <laughs> depends on what your goal is. <laughs> That's a good one too. Though. Usually the next
4: morning, you yeah, you walk away thinking it's going to sound really good and then you listen to the, what you did the next it's morning, like, oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, that? What was I? <laughs> what was I doing?
3: But, yeah. you know, at least you still went through the exercise and I guess just sort of going through the exercise goes back to what Jim was yeah. saying. What what about yours? What what do you do? It's pretty much the same thing. If it's if I hit a wall, I'll just move on to the next thing and um, just try to come back to it when I'm get some sort of inspiration. Yeah, some things maybe aren't ready when they f- you first spit them out. Yeah. It's okay to let them sit and bake for a while. Yeah. But how often do you go through, you know, old material or maybe stuff that you just have, haven't really developed yet? And Do you kind of go through stuff every so often and go, do I have new ideas for these? All for these old- <laughs> the time. All the yeah.
5: time, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> we get stuck a lot. So there's, there's always, like every album there's always like, I've got 20 other things that, that are in various stages of, of being flushed out. Mm -hmm. Some of them are still just like, like one riff and other things are whole arrangements without lyrics. It's like, you, you never know where something later on is going to be, you might, you might be stuck in something you, an earlier thing you did, you can cannibalize it for the, the part that actually just works. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, Actually, there's a song on "Surviving" called "All the Way," where the chorus is something that we've, an idea we've had around for a long time, actually, but for whatever reason, it just never seemed to work. Like I think we've tried making it into a song a couple times, and it just didn't work. But for whatever reason, like now, it's like it works. It just like slid right in and just like sounded like it was supposed to be there this whole time. Yeah, that's
3: a great song too because it. I love the idea that you basically you're saying like you know you're not going to meet your you're probably not going to meet <laughs> your life partner at a bar, you know, just like spending time like what are you doing? It kind of to me it sort of feels like are you spinning your wheels, you know, like looking for stuff in
5: the wrong places. Yeah, sort yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like what do you value? <laughs> what how do you, how are you going to meet someone who values those things like is, it, it's um, there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of of knowing yourself that goes into to uh, making connections with other people, mm-hmm. and until you sort of do some of that work, I don't think you're you're gonna just be like disappointed. That's asking questions too, though.
3: Yeah, that's asking questions about yourself, and I, and I always feel lucky that I'm in a business and in a profession where I do have to be introspective in order to create something because I think most people don't really think about doing it or they don't have time because their job forces them to live in a very external existence to get, you know, to get their tasks done and you know if you're a writer and you're constantly like this is how I feel, this is what I'm thinking, what am I thinking? Who am I? What do I want? Why do I want those things? I, I honestly just think most people life gets in the way. They just forget to do that stuff. But it's so important because you can't you can't achieve stuff if you don't even know what that is that is meaningful to you. And if you don't know who you
5: are, then how do you know what's meaningful to you? Yeah, exactly. Like especially when it comes to like like relationships. It's like, well um what is your ideal partner? Mm-hmm. Who is that? And and then, you know what are you doing to be that? <laughs> right. You know, like, how do you expect to, have to to meet that if you're nowhere near that yourself? Right. You know, right. like, oh, I guess, like, I got some stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you, take a, if you sit and take a look at it, it's like, what, really, what are you doing to get that?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, again, I think it's important for folks to, like, write stuff down, look yes. at it from a third-person perspective, because you might... Mm-hmm. Because, I, I, you know, whenever someone completes a project, whether it's a film or an album or whatever, I always like to find out, did they learn something about themselves? That, like, when they take a step back and they go, oh, I thought I was expressing this, and maybe to a degree I was, but look at all these other things now that I can kind of see it, you know, from a third-person perspective. I guess I was trying to express this, or I guess this is what was meaningful to me. Did you, was there something about, about surviving that afterwards you were like, oh... Hey, here's something I've learned about myself.
5: Yeah, I think I think that happens that happens all the time. Um you know, you in the in the in the 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 initial stages of an idea, you're just getting something out. You're not you you, you can't self-censor, otherwise you will end up in one of those places where you're stuck when sure. you're kind of when you're self aware. Oh that's dumb. Oh that's dumb, oh yeah. that's dumb too. Yeah, you're self-aware, you start judging things before yeah. you've even finished it. You know, it's like you know you can always you can always go and revise you can always go and edit yourself later you don't have it 's not like instantly going out into the onto YouTube right now you know it's like <laughs> you can suck anonymously and it 's fine <laughs> you know but, that's but, a great that is
3: i 'm sorry but that is the takeaway you yeah. can suck anonymously it's okay sure Should not but we live like our entire social economy is judgment now like it's that's all it is it's so unhealthy you know and so maybe
2: people just don't even realize that that's an option it's yeah. a huge, it's a huge impediment to people like you know there's you know as we get older we're less willing to learn stuff you know yeah. like it's cool that you're like oh I want to learn how to play guitar yeah like a lot of you know like i've heard people say oh i'd love to be able to play the piano Or I'd love, like, you know, that are in the middle age era of life. Um, And it's like, well, you know, like, my wife has wanted to learn how to play. I'd love to learn how to play the cello or whatever. And I was like, well, like, how old is your, your grandfather? He's, like, 95, right? Imagine if he said that, like, when he was... You know, in his young forties, he's for like, 50 "I, wa- I want to learn how to play the cello," and he just started playing every twenty minutes every day. He'd be shredding. Yeah, you know. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. you can do it. It's just I think people are afraid of sucking, and it's like it's okay to suck. You know, let let's show let us show you our demo tapes from <laughs> when we like, first no. started,
3: <laughs> please. And it's like, you know,
2: someone, uh, you know, not to not to bust Jim's balls, but someone was like has a a son in a band is like my son's really afraid of like he's he's a great guitar player a great musician but he's scared of the singing component Mm -hmm. you know i was like well have him listen to this like this is one of our jim's first demos of like us singing you know one of jim's first songs that he sings and jim had kind of more of like a a less trained kind of more punk rock kind of voice but if you compare... Even like, that's generous. Well, <laughs> hey. it's, it's, no. it's not a very good vocal performance, but he also was young and inexperienced. But like, if you compare... I was like, listen to that, and now listen to how Jim sings now. And it's like, you know, that's the same person. If, you know, people can try something at first and think, well, I suck at it, so, okay, I'm no, I can't do that. You know, and it's, uh, people say that to me all the time. Like, oh, I could never learn how to play drums. You know, I can't do all those things with my hands at the same time. And yeah. I was like, well, do you drive a car? I was like, well, yeah. Well, then you, you use four-way coordination every day. Yeah, people
3: underestimate the, the craftsmanship of repetition. Because I, I think mm. everyone just assumes, like, we well, got to be born. Yes, some people are predisposed. There are three- or four-year-old prodigies who just are naturally inclined. But for the most part, when you see someone knocking shit out of the park, it's because... They were doing it all day, every day for a really long time. It's like the more work mm-hmm. you put in, like that's sort of the unsexy secret about it. It's like, yeah, you're good at whatever you focus on, and if you do it every day, you're gonna get fucking good at it. You know, like there's yes. just no, it's not. <laughs> there's no, that's not a big that. That's not. You forget that as you get older
5: too. You forget sure. that, that that becomes hazy a hazy memory of like that time that you were working really hard and no one was clapping. Right. You know, it's like, but that's everything. Like if you have to be. Um, <laughs> there's actually a song on the record called Diamond that's about this very thing where it's like it's, – it's fascinating how we're we're just so not okay with incremental progress.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: It's like we set these expectations for ourselves, and if we don't meet them, that means there's something wrong, and I should stop. It's like you want to learn how to play a musical instrument, and you don't have any knowledge or technical ability yet. It's like, well, okay, you have two choices. You can start, you can move closer to it, or you can just stay the same and wish that you could play a musical instrument. Mm-hmm. It's like that's all you really have is getting closer to it. Like I've been playing guitar since second grade, and I can say I have a pretty good knowledge of guitar, but I still feel like I'm I'm just still getting closer to to <laughs> knowing how to play guitar. It's like there's no there's no finish line to any of this stuff. You're just kind of getting closer. You're getting more knowledge. Like, you're never done. Right. Well, the thing that
3: inspired me most to – because I started taking piano lessons this year, too. And the thing that inspired me to do that was watching – was YouTube. Is, like, watching people who would say, hey, I'm going to make a six-minute video, and I've never played this instrument before. And over the course of a year, it's just their progress from playing, you know – whatever an hour a day which is uh, can be a lot for some people but but still just playing some time consistently and then you see like wow one month they're not bad three months hey that's pretty good six months and then a year and it's like fuck now you could just be in a band like now you just be in a band and that when you look at it from that perspective and your incremental thing it's exactly how interest works like yeah, you might get 2% interest one year, but then the 2% on top of 2% on top, and then all of a sudden it compounds, and then over, at a certain period of time, it's just like explodes, like sure. the curve just explodes. Sure, it's
5: like, well, it's like I'd love to have $1,000 in my bank account as padding for, for when something goes wrong. Right. Like, unless you, are, unless you put like a dollar in that at least – Every day. Like you're never gonna have a, a spare grand at some point that, that you <laughs> can just like, throw right, in there, there. right? <laughs> it's like you know, like I'll i have oh I can't wait till I have a spare thousand dollars sitting yeah. around and then I'll that'll be my sip, my, Oops, my you safety gotta put that cushion. You gotta
3: put a little bit in there. No, yeah. no,
5: it's like you can but uh, but you don't but for some reason you don't want to get closer to it. You'd think like I'll never get there if I put a dollar in. But like you, you can have it. In three years, you could have that. Like, what? Yeah. Do, do you plan on being alive three years from now? I hope. I hope I mean, there's like, still why a plan in here. Yeah. Why, not have, why not be that much closer to your goal? It's
3: a different <laughs> approach between, it's like the sort of all or nothing approach versus like, why not just take the something approach? Just do mm. something. <laughs> just do a yeah. little something. doesn't have to be all or nothing, you know? Like mm. just a little bit of something every day. I mean, like you said, 20 minutes a day. 10 minutes a day if you did yeah. something for 10 minutes a day learning a language yes anything. Anything. yeah 10 minutes yeah. and there's no excuse to not because you know in the old days you had to like seek out you had to apprentice was you had to fucking seek out people or get you know someone guarded knowledge now like yeah. literally everything you can ever want in your fucking pocket like yeah. there's no <laughs> a, a, any piece of knowledge yeah. you could ever want any know. you know
2: but I think that the, the the phone, you know, and technology and being able to see what's going on out there and what people are doing makes it harder. You know, like when we were kids and we wanted to learn our instruments, like we didn't have YouTube to look up like, oh, these other kids are shredding and I suck. Right. You know, so I'm gonna, I can't do it. You know, like we, you, when you're a kid, you think, oh, well. You know, I can learn this, and and when you suck, no one cares. They're just think, they think it's cute you're doing it. You know, yeah. oh well, you know he's playing the drums and he sucks, but that's cute. And then uh, the kid feels like this confidence of just doing it or whatever. And then, but as you get older, we lose it. But I feel like now like, kids like are affected by seeing everyone's like, l- look how awesome everyone is. Yeah, this sort, and of, the that's sort of, like, of the idealized
3: version of the idealized version. You know, I put a thing on Instagram of playing this short little classical piece. It's not a complicated piece, but it was a big deal for me. Everyone's like, oh, my God, that's so good. But I don't think – I probably failed to mention I probably played this 75 times, like multiple times I would try so to record many, yeah. it. And when you put a camera on yourself, it's a whole different ball game. Like, I was playing this before, and now my hands yeah. hate me. And it was just like the 76th time it worked – <laughs> and that's the one i posted but they didn't see the other 75 sure. times where i got to the end or the and so maybe it's just having that understanding of you know the internet is a
6: fake
3: somewhat degree fake or idealized version of sure. you know it is the matrix, yeah. matrix for people it's like your idealized self so Understand that and know that all those people stumbled the way that you feel like you're stumbling. No, no one, no one could just mm. fall out of the womb and play ripping solos. It doesn't. It doesn't work that way. I mean, I, I love hearing that at this point you still feel like you have a lot to learn, but you had to get to this level of understanding to even know how much you didn't know. You know, like that's right. a whole. That's just kind of a weird enlightenment that you achieve from
5: experience. Yeah, I mean, I think I learned. Uh, you know, starting to play guitar, I, I kind of idolized, like, the Shredder guys, mm-hmm. like, the the um, kind of more more metal-based guitar players that were, like, just Shredders, like Steve I or Satriani section, right? or um, – But you – Bay, know, like,
6: Don't forget Bay. <laughs> <laughs> you can't forget Yngwie, man.
5: As like, I got a little bit better, I realized, oh, man – that's that's really far away <laughs> so I kind of had to set different different um you know you start you start diving into musicianship a little bit more and there's ways to there's ways to challenge yourself and like get more of that aha sort of moment um on a smaller scale, which I think led to like just kind of in general setting. Um, one 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 thing I think I mean going back to this for for a minute because it, it's kind of a metaphor, but I think setting realistic goals for yourself and being able to hit those every once in a while, like it, it gives you momentum to keep to keep going. Yeah, you know. So it's like if I can, all right. So I can't really do that solo, but I could like kind of comp around it, or I could probably you know like what can you do, mm-hmm. and then you you get that and you nail it, then you could. That gives you momentum to try something harder. And then, you know, that gives you – get that. It gives you momentum to try something even harder. Yeah,
3: because in your head, you'll check the box of success or failure. And if you say, you know, I'm going to practice for three hours a day, and the first day you don't do it, you're like, I fucking suck. But if you say, like, well, I'm going to do it, you know, 15 minutes and see what happens. And then you're able to check that box in your brain. You go, I succeeded today. I did what I set out to do. And I think that what you're saying is great because I think – When you get those wins, it makes you up your game or focus on it more or it just kind of opens doors that I think maybe wouldn't have been there before.
5: Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely more likely to persevere with some small victory under your belt. Yeah.
1: When you choose Organic Valley, not only will you be enjoying great-tasting dairy, you'll help to save over 1,600 small organic family farms—
3: Forgive me for is, are you are you guys about to tour, or
5: is are you are you touring currently, or what are you going to do? Um, you never really clock out of this gig, but it's starting to get a lot more busy. <laughs> is that exciting? Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, it doesn't always stay this busy, so it's 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 exciting. This, in a way, is like the tip of the iceberg, the beginning of of uh, what will probably end up being another year and a half, two years of of our lives doing uh, doing the surviving run and whatever else Touring. that entails.
6: Yeah, we've been so yeah, we've been you know creating and more recently rehearsing 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 and now we're to the point where we're like okay, presentation time. So and do, when you get to the end of a tour, do you have a moment where you go, fuck,
5: I wish we could record these songs now? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Totally.
3: It's <laughs> like I would Yeah.
5: <laughs> well, you learn about I mean, we're at the we're, we're I guess we're at the the kind of point where um, we we don't we don't play out a whole lot of like brand new songs for people first. I think we we, we like to have a recording of it first, mm. and but you don't really. I don't know. We I think we should probably do more of that because like you you really do learn something about it by by getting it in front of people. Sure, uh, and that that informs your choices, which right? May or may which you know. It, uh, it'll 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 end up
2: sounding different a year from now. For it's like sure. taping a comedy special, like just with brand new material you have never tried, and then you tour on the material, and then like you do. Okay, I'm going to do my second comedy special with the same material. It's going to yeah. be way better.
3: <laughs> yeah, because you've had a you had a chance yeah, to yeah. understand it and workshop it yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But that's the thing. You know, I think comedians. I always wonder if like you know all all comedians want to be rock stars, and I think mo- most musicians want to be funny, in, in the sense that we're always peeking over the fence and i think mm-hmm. as a comedian what always makes me jealous about musicians is that you like people want to hear like when you when something works they want to hear it over and over again once people have heard a joke 90% of the time <laughs> oh, yeah. they do not want to hear it
2: again. You guys like, have I already it, heard I, this, yeah. you know. You guys have it way harder than we way do. Way harder. <laughs> yeah, like that's one thing <laughs> yeah. I admire. We um, start
5: we start playing the middle people,
0: "Oh, no, this is old. I've heard this." I heard yeah. that. No, they I fucking know this. No, they just but start they, singing along with
2: it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know it's different. That's yeah. totally different. That's that yeah, that's good. That's a big challenge. I mean, I've I've seen like, you know, comics discuss this like I think there's, like, a discussion between Chris Rock and Jerry Seinfeld about, like, you know, when you go see Prince, you don't want to hear the new stuff. You want to hear the hits. Right. You know? And, you know, and I think that's, um, you know, and then there's that. But, but you know, I think there has been, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, it does seem like there has been a more focus for comics to really have to come up with. You know, they're, re- they're relying less on older material and they're... They're, yeah, because they have more pressure to come up with something new every time. The special is a
5: huge thing now, like having a
3: new hour. Well, I and I feel like it's, it is a huge thing, and I feel like it's not at the same time. The idea that it's called the special is funny because, it, to me, they're not super special anymore in the sense that, you know, when I used to get like a Steve Martin album or a right. Richard Pryor album or whatever, I would listen to it a thousand times. And now I feel like people are such voracious consumers, and they – so it's just like, ah, what's next, you know? And and it's like they don't really retread, and there's so much content in all directions that doing a special is almost just like, well, this is just the end of that cycle, and it just signifies the beginning of a new cycle rather than – this is the sum total of my work. Yeah. Enjoy. Yes. You know, It's like, <laughs> great. I mean, even the fact that we do a podcast at least, you know, once a week, it's, you know, for most people, it's just kind of disposable. Like, oh, I heard that. You know, I don't need to listen to it again. I got it. What's next? What do you got for me next? You know, but at least with music, if you can, can kind of make that agreement with the audience and go, hey, guys, this is new. You don't know it. But if you just give it a chance, it will be the song that the next time you're like, oh, I wish they played, you know, right. Pain or sure. Diamond or whatever, when the first time they were like, I don't, but I don't know this one. Like, yeah. allow yourself to enjoy new things.
5: It's tricky because I think, like, with music, people have to... What really makes music special is the associations you build with it for yourself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day it doesn't really matter what the artist had in mind mm-hmm. it's just like what what you what the listener chooses to bring to it you know like um um you know if a listener starts asking themselves questions about something and and they they get answers from 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 the work that that you're presenting them then it's theirs right you know like um And it's just like a different, it's just a different medium, you know?
3: And also giving yourself the opportunity to, yeah, that's a great, you're absolutely right. It anchors to sort of your, also your life experiences. Have you ever had an experience with an album? uh, I remember, I'm a big Radiohead fan. I remember when Amnesiac came out and it was such a departure from everything else. And I listened to it the first time and I was like, I don't get it. And then I took the the CD and a disc man with me to uh, to England, and I just forced myself to listen to it like four four or five more times. And that fifth time, I was like, "Oh, I get it!" You know, like it was just it was right. living in my head. And you know, do you think would you tell people like you know give stuff more than just five seconds per? Tr- you know, it's like the bounce rate of a YouTube video. No, most you know. If you, if someone if fifty percent of your audience sticks through the end, it's considered a win, right. you know. So how do you, when attention spans are so so short, convince people like just sit with it, let it breathe, give it a chance, like really let it kind of sink
5: into your life. Yeah, I try to intro new songs live as like uh, here's the songs you're gonna like in five years. <laughs> this is gonna mean something to you in five years ago. Because you were
6: here right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was there when they played You're that You're gonna the first hate time. this now.
3: <laughs> did but. you, so like for instance, when, do you know though, like when when you recorded, when you were recording Bleed American, did you know like, oh yeah, these are, we've got it now? Or was it like, well, I don't know, these are just the next lot
2: of things and maybe some of them will disconnect? I think we felt really good about those songs, but I think the context. Uh, in how we were making those songs we didn't have a label we didn't have a manager we kind of are the infrastructure of what a band needs to like have success we Mm -hmm. didn't have it at the moment so I think it was just sort of like well this could people could really like this but then at the same time like we we don't even know where this is going to end up you know or if and uh, so but I think the material we all thought was really like this is this is stuff we're really happy about and Mm -hmm. stoked on like we we definitely felt that way.
4: But we didn't think it would blow up like it did.
3: Yeah, for, for that, sure. For the Bleed American record. And that just goes to show, like, if you're doing it for the right reason, it doesn't matter whether or not it blows up, mm. you know? Because you, you just don't, you don't have any control yeah. over that. Some of it's like timing. Some of it's like, oh, you know, there was some cultural zeitgeist that was just ready to sink their teeth into it for whatever reason, and then the right person played it, and then the right... True. you know MTV it's like the right video play you know yeah. and you just can't
2: you don't you don't have any control over any of that stuff i think we'd love for our audience to listen to the new songs and develop the similar kind of like bond to them that they have with older stuff you know but in a weird way like we can't really worry about that too much if they do or not because in the end it's like what is the what is the alternative are we going to stop making re- albums and i think for us it's like that's part of the critical critical part of us as you know and who we are as a band is we still want to make albums like we still want to make new music and we want that music to be something we feel is like you know comparable to our catalog Mm -hmm. and um i think in a weird way the trade-off is if you want us to come still play for you and play shows and play these old songs you know like we're still going to make albums and because st- I think that's kind of a critical part of like once you stop doing that I think you lose muscles that you know s- part of the band project I think in some way kind of starts to die like I think you should always t- try to make new material and never stop doing that and and you know of course yeah we're going to play a cross section of all of our songs for fans live that, of, of of songs that they have those connections to but for us I think or whether they make those connections or not, you know, if they're still coming and sh- showing up and, and seeing us play then we'll keep making albums.
3: What's your favorite going around the table again? What's your favorite part of the entire process? It can be like the first day of rehearsal or the first day of getting together, or presenting ideas or playing a new song or, or playing an old song in front of people. Like what is your absolute favorite part of the whole process?
5: <sighs> That's tough. That 's tough because there's there's definitely highlights with every aspect mm-hmm. of it um, I feel like I feel like to, to do this the way that we're doing it you have to be kind of all in with if, if you're making a record like you're all in there you know you're hundred percent focused on that if you're just purely writing material mm-hmm. you have to like pretty much neglect everything else if you're on tour it's all about your 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 show, your performance, you know, it's kind of like, and within each of those th- segments, like there's definitely highs and highs and, 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 uh, not necessarily lows, but it's, there's various levels of effort and sometimes it's, it's very easy. Um, I mean, I guess like, uh, well, you know, my favorite, my favorite part is when, uh, something beats your, your idea. You know, you might be hearing an idea in your head a certain way, and what it ends up being like is not only... It it meets and and surpasses what you thought you could do.
2: Mm -hmm. What about you? I think the the thing that's most exciting for me is, like, loading into the studio day one, tracking the new album. You know, like, that for me is the most exciting because it's usually... It's very drum-centric at that point in time because the drums are usually first. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know... Loading into some whatever studio you're recording at, setting up, getting ready to record, and like starting the process.
3: Well, you really have to love drums when you when you watch <laughs> when you've watched someone load in and load out of a show to to set up a drum kit. You really have to love it
2: because so, <laughs> so normally for shows like our friend Robbie back there who's here in the, yes. on the couch, he sets up the drums for me. But like very in, nice the, of you, Robbie. in the in the in the uh, but when we do like our when we're recording, like it's I'm schlepping that shit in. So
3: You gotta screw it in. it's gotta thump 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 thump, yep. thump I mean it's so much it's there's so much setup just to be able to do the thing that you that you do.
2: Yeah, and that but that's I think some of the fun part about it. It's like that challenge of, you know, because you know Drums are kind of a weird thing. Like, you don't just plug them in and they sound the same every time. Mm-hmm. It depends on the room. It depends on what's going on. Yeah, where you record plays a big
5: role in that. And we've we've been very fortunate to record in some crazy rooms with a lot of history. I think that might be an aspect of it, too. Yeah,
2: I love that. That's so much fun. Like, going into, like, a studio or whatever. Like, the last two studios we, re- we did the drums for our previous two albums um, were, you know, sort of classic rooms that a lot of records have been recorded in so that's fun but yeah Yeah. i think a part of it it's that that to me is just the most exciting
6: part what about you uh once we've uh been in the studio and recording and uh you it's not mixed yet so Mm -hmm. you know we're recording in la uh, we've done the the two weeks that we're gonna do here, and uh, you get back in the car and you're driving home and and putting in the the board mixes that we've kind of like thrown together really fast, and just hearing back kind of all of the sounds, you know, because we've all, all along we're just kind of yeah, and this is gonna you know we we want to this type of sound for that guitar line, and then you know this feeling for the drums etc it's the first time that it's all together kind of even though it's not finally placed there's still more work to do in the mix and everything but uh you get to hear the the whole the whole family you know excellent yeah singing you just together. hear it for the yeah. first time yeah it's, it's starting like, to come together
3: mm. what's yours uh probably today seeing the record oh yeah, yeah it over it, there yeah, yeah. Um, the actual records are over there yeah, it's the so first time
6: yeah that's exciting. Exciting. It's
3: usually the fa- yeah my favorite part. Like I will usually like go to a record store. Just and smell
6: it. it like uh, heard it. <laughs> It's not real until
3: it's real. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've yeah.
6: it. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah.
3: Well, and I do think as we are become more and more digital, like live more and more digital lives, we're sort of losing that kind of tactile. Like there is real value in like mm. holding a real thing. I think we are. Maybe we're one or two generations away from losing that part of our brains, but. Just the idea of like connecting mm. with something in the real world is still mm. still has a lot of value and actually means something. In the way that you know, if you play a show and people came in for free, they may not be as invested because they didn't really. Mm. It's like mm-hmm. they, you know they didn't really put anything on the table to be there. But when people come in and they're there on purpose and they you know pay for a ticket, it's like they're invested now. You know, like that kind of investment is is good. Yeah. Um, my last question for you, Jim, is how the fuck do you keep your voice? Because you, you really, like, rent yourself into some high places. <laughs> and I'm like, how does he keep his voice? I, I, I assume part of it is just that you've been doing it for so long. But as someone who loses his voice often, I just would love to know how you keep it so fresh and crisp.
5: Um, it, you know, there's no real... I just do the things that you you should be doing, like vocal warm up. Yeah, oh, yeah. I do oh spend that. like I do spend like about a, like an hour, or maybe like forty minutes or so before every show that we play, where I I like do actually like work. Give on us some examples,
6: Jim.
2: Getting my
1: voice.
6: <laughs> Let's hear some
5: much of those to, routines. <laughs> extreme bummerman of anyone with an earshot is it la la las or me me me's or is it kind like,
3: of
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it's like it's you're you're making you're, you're vocalizing but it's stuff that's kind of more about like getting your muscles you know that like kind of like getting the voice in 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 place of where it should be you know because like you can when you when you sort of feel it the the air going where it should go it's it's uh you know then you can kind of control it better mm-hmm. it's hard to explain because it's just like something you have to just sort of feel yeah when it's right yeah um and yeah you know like just protect it like sleep
3: <laughs> <laughs> so sleep take care of yourself yeah. in a way uh yeah, you know
5: take care of yourself and and just you know do the work keep yeah, yeah put work in put out. in put in the
2: conditioning time We've never we I don't think we've ever canceled a show due to Jim losing his voice ever. That's pretty huge.
5: It's been close. I mean if if we did cancel something it's because I was like
2: flu blue like
5: level sick, like yeah. it wasn't just the well, voice that yeah, was just, going, it was like right. the entire
2: system was shutting down. I think I think yeah, the only time we've ever done anything like that was just not because you lost your voice, but because you're sick. But like that's what – you know, it's funny because, like, when people come to a backstage and Jim will be doing his warm-ups, like, to the person who's not – who's never heard people do vocal warm-ups before, like, you know, they hear these noises and they get alarmed. But it's like, <laughs> like, like, like – okay? No kind of, hey, what's there was, wrong? there was one time where Jim's son was in the back, backstage and Jim was, Jim was like, uh, doing the warm-ups and his son <laughs> looked look like – Dad, like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> like he was concerned and he was like, he, like he was embarrassed or concerned or something. And I said to him, dude, like, you should be stoked that your dad's doing that. Because, like, because Cause the he reason we, he does that him. and he, we never have to cancel a show, and that means you have more money for. You're going to go to a good college. Yeah. Yeah, for a good college or, you know, Fortnite bucks or whatever Fortnite the hell bucks that shit is. Or, God, oh, have a geez. nice. <laughs> i think i told him what is it called v bucks i told him yeah i said because your dad does that like Like, you get you get more v bucks yeah man that's a (laughs) dad does this you get that yeah and so he was like dad go do more of that that makes sense
3: yeah i mean again ultimately in summary it is it does seem to be about doing the work making incremental progress putting in the time just like with vocals just like with drums just like with your mental health also you know like taking the time to take care of yourself but it has been such a pleasure to talk to all of you you're such nice guys i'm so i mean i liked you before <laughs> but now i'm like rooting for you <laughs> Thank now you. i want Thanks. this you know now i now i really want this album to be whatever it is that you want it to be you know whether it's it, I mean
2: is there a metric for success? It's already that's the thing for us I think is it it already is that. Like the album is the, the the material itself is I think the the metric for us. Great. You know like uh does this some is this something we'll be proud of in 30 years, you know? And I think we feel that we could safely say yes to this album.
3: Uh all right. So Surviving is out n- uh, it's out now, yes? Or it's coming out by the time this airs? October eighteenth is the release date. I don't okay, know when so this will be up after that yeah so surviving is out now. People can just get yes. it um, and uh, and spend some time with it. listen you know like do what we did in the old days when we didn 't really have the ability to play stuff over and over and over and over again. cassette tape it, just listen to it all the way through and then flip it and then listen to that all the way through, and then just kind of see what happens. But uh, thank you for being here. I know you guys are going to play a couple songs. And so, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Mesa, Arizona, Jimmy Eat World.
5: Thanks a lot, Los Angeles. It's, it's kind of hoping for more people than I have it. You tell us what you want to hear, and we're going to let you know if we were going to play it anyway okay let's do that sure alright no that's for you
4: yeah.
5: alright you ready
0: It's gonna seem so far It's gonna feel so hard Until you want the work More than the reward Until you stop asking
5: done that before that's the acoustic debut worldwide of that song
6: thanks
0: Yourself off, yeah. It's only in your head you feel left out or looked down on. Just do your best, do everything you can, and don't you worry what they tell themselves when you're away. It just takes some time. Little girl, you're in the middle of the ride. Everything, everything will be just fine. Everything, everything will be alright, alright. Hey, you know they're all the same. You know you're doing better on your own. So don't buy in. Live right now. just be yourself It doesn't matter if it's good enough For someone else It just takes some time Little girl, you're in the middle of the ride Everything, everything will be just fine Everything, everything will be all right, all right It just takes some time Little girl, you're in the middle of the Everything, everything will be just fine Everything, everything will be all right yourself off, yeah, it's only in your head you feel left out, look down on, but you do your best, do everything you can, and don't you worry what the better I'm gonna say, it just takes some time. Everything, everything will be just fine. Everything, everything will be all right, all right. It just takes some time. Little girl, you're in the middle of the ride. Everything, everything will be just fine. Everything, everything will be all right.
5: (laughs) We're recording that, right? It's gold. Are you getting this? Are you getting this? Are you getting this? Are you getting this? this? Oh, it's
6: gold. It's gold. Put some stain on it. ID 10T scanning complete.
0: Enjoy your burrito.